was told you were coming. So, who do you kill for fun around? If this girl gives him one minute of happiness, it is one minute too yeah, much. Baby. She's not angel anymore. I'm back. Jeez. I don't like vampires. I'll take a stand and say they're not good. You like again. Fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream bar is this way. And we're back. Welcome to Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. And today's episode is Season 2, Episode 7 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, entitled Lie to Me. Yes. And welcome... To my new apartment. Rex got a new apartment. Uh, you might notice our sound is probably a bit different. That's because there's not really a whole lot in my new apartment yet. Don't apologize, Rex. This is a free podcast for now. So we're drinking some Guinness. It's been an eventful week for Rex. Yep. It's been an eventful week for me. Shit. Found out I have a, I have a child named after me. <laughs> I forgot about that. Fuck. It's not my child. <laughs> But there is a child oh, God. named after me. Thank God you do not have a child. On this planet. I don't have to pay child support. But funny story. At work, I run into this girl and we both recognize each other immediately. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's like, hey, oh my God. Josh King, right? And I'm like, oh, shit. She knew both names right off the bat. I'm like, yeah. Um. Uh, she's like. I'm not going to say her name for the sake no, of... yeah, don't... For the sake of privacy. Yeah. Uh, and so... You, it's bad enough you've already told the world her kid's name. It's, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's just a first name. There's a billion Joshes. Right. Whatever. So she's like, but you're Josh King, right? And I'm like, yeah. Like, we went to high school together or something, right? She's like, yeah. I, I named my child after you. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? I am not getting a DNA test. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> and the results are, you are not the father. I had one hand on my bug out bag and the other hand on my pistol. <laughs> I was like, are you a cyborg? <laughs> That's, that sounds like something a cyborg would say. <laughs> getting, uh, getting a little itchy here, honey. So... <laughs> If my coworker, who's also my boss, was like, oh, shit, Josh got a kid. <laughs> he was, st- you know, the, th- the thing is, and I, what I what I found particularly interesting here is the story's actually quite fucking touching. It really is, though. It was a very touching story. Apparently, I introduced her to her future husband, and they were so irrationally grateful that I had inadvertently introduced them. Uh, I mean, frankly, I had a crush on her, and I was a little butthurt about the whole ordeal. Um, I'm, I may have nice guys andered it up a little bit. I'm a little ashamed of that. But, you know, it, it all worked out. Um, they got married. They lived happily ever after for 12 years. They're divorced now, but they were so happy to be, to be together that they named their kid after And the me. kid's lucky enough to not also have to look like you. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, no, his his dad's a very pretty man. Good for him. Much prettier than me. That's... He's stuck with your name, but he doesn't have your face. <laughs> exactly, and that's fine. He'll, he's going to be just fine. <laughs> um, I got to high-five a child yeah. named after me. It was like, well, shit, you're here. Hey, man, high-five for being the named kid, after the me. Kid was there, too? He was, I met I him. I didn't realize you met the kid. I met him. He was there. I was like, dude. High five for being named after me. Whoa. That is amazing. Yeah. So. And weird. That's fun. And a little bit wrong. That poor kid. (laughs) Poor bastard. (laughs) What's he going to do? Apparently he's going to go through life named Josh like every other fucking Josh. No, he'll be fine. His dad had way less anxiety than me. I'm quite sure. Oh, that's good. (laughs) That's good. Uh, And then my week I moved. He moved. This is our first... uh, First time recording in the new the new apartment. Yeah. Our We've, actual recording space is not set up yet. Right. I mean, yes it is, because we're recording in it right now. No, come on, we we gotta at least be honest here because 
our sound, our once we have this new space, our sound quality it will go through the roof. So luckily, uh, neither of us are dead because we found yeah. a couple of random dudes to help us move shit upstairs. <laughs> we both would have died of heart attacks otherwise. Yeah. Or Rex would oh, have fallen man. down the stairs from his knees giving out. It's a really nice apartment, and it is only a second floor apartment, but. Fuck, this building has high ceilings. Right? It's, that's two flights of stairs easy. That is easily two flights of stairs. It's right next to your door, which is nice. It's still. still. Yeah. Fuck moving. I don't want to move again, but I'm going to have to move again. <laughs> I don't want to move again. Why are you going to have to move again? Um, I mean, in like a year or so. Not necessarily. I mean, isn't that kind of the hope every time you move that it works out? And it's a good spot to be in, financially and physically. I don't know. So Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yes, right. We're here to we're here to <laughs> review Buffy. How do you feel about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Rex? I don't know. What? How does your mom feel about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Josh? That is an excellent question, <laughs> Joshua. Are you reading your Anne Rice novels again? Oh God, Anne Rice. No, I'm, f- I'm fucking watching TV, Mom. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> and you're not studying for your exams? Mom, I've been out of college for 10 years. <laughs> and yet you're living in my house. You're eating my food. You don't have a full-time job. <laughs> what is this annoying little shit doing in this episode? <laughs> What's his name? Frodo? I mean, close enough. Yeah. yeah. It's it's almost like you're paying attention this time, Mom. Enough, anyway. <laughs> Mr. Frodo! <laughs> oh, Sam. Oh, God. So in this episode, <laughs> why are they all trapped in a basement? <sighs> well, if you'd been watching the first 35 minutes of the episode, you would know that Buffy's longtime fifth grade crush randomly showed up his name is ford ford shows up at sunnydale so (laughs) ford shows up at sunnydale randomly Uh, xander's immediately jealous and i'm like shut up hopefully mr sweater vest can just put you in your place and we can all (laughs) mr sweater and we can all go home (laughs) and turns out he's evil and he dies and spike's awesome still yep still awesome the end my what do you call it my tagline for the episode was uh no cameos from tim roth i'm very disappointed yeah yeah um since the name of the episode was lie to me yeah which that show sadly was canceled was it it was those bastards i think it was only two seasons maybe like two and a half no it was more than that it was three at the most it wasn't anything more than three but anyway it's funny because that show didn't actually come out until several years after buffy (laughs) stopped airing yeah so well after the fact this obviously has in no way any ties to that show i do want to say that this is one of their significantly better titlings for an episode. Yeah, I was going to say it's based on one little throwaway line at the end of the episode. But, but I mean, the whole the whole episode deals with lying. Oh, you're right. It does. I mean, the whole episode. Uh, Angel lies to Buffy and. Yeah. Like, well, ever, everyone's fucking lying to Buffy, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, she definitely developed some serious trust issues. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Strength. Speaking of lying to Buffy, the first very first thing that fucking happens in this episode is there's a little kid for some reason in the middle of the fucking night in a park waiting for his mom. Yeah, he's and, like and Drusilla comes up. First first of all, he's like, Mom's always late. And I'm like, She's not late, kid. She abandoned At your ass. At this point, she's like doing heroin somewhere. Yeah. You might want to check the bushes or something. But Drusilla comes up. Drew's all super creepy. Deliciously creepy. Uh, yes. I think Angel I- steps in and tells the kid to run home. Now I I have to where the fuck did that kid go? Because obviously he was waiting for his mom to pick him up, so he's not within running distance of home, right? I, you know what that, you know what, kid, your mom wasn't coming anyway. That kid's now homeless. 
Nope. Now we know where they come from. Yeah. Small children at parks. <laughs> they become the homeless. Apparently. But Drew and Angel are talking and kind of flirting a little bit. Drew Drew's kind of flirting with Angel. Yeah, it's very much like, oh, the plot thickens. Yeah. And of course, Buffy is there to see it yeah. from a distance. Well, before- Why the fuck is she on a rooftop randomly? How many rooftops were directly next to the middle of the park, by the way? Yeah. But before that, so this interaction between Angel and Drusilla was very much like it. So it begs the question, not only what's his history with Drew, it kind of makes it sound like although he's not on Drew and Spike's side, it sounds like he's still playing an angle against humans that... like, he has some sort of ulterior motive going on. In in their conversation, something actually gets brought up because he threatens to kill Drew. Yeah. And then she's like, you won't do that. And he's like, no, no, I won't. He's killed vampires before, though. Sure. So what the hell? He can't kill Spike or Drew? Why is all of a sudden he moralistic to that point? Right. Well, then they cover that a little bit. They get into the history of that. Obviously... I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but I think it's one of those things we're just going to have to accept throughout Buffy the Vampire Slayer is that I guess Angel, his soul feels guilty for what the demon in him did, which makes no sense because he had nothing to do with it. It really doesn't make any sense. Like in his position, you know, as best as I can put myself in his position, right? In his position, I think my stance would be I have a soul now. I didn't have a soul then, so you know, yeah, I I can get him being haunted mm-hmm. by those memories. Mm-hmm. That would be fucking horrible, but not so guilty by he had no fucking control right but it's clear that they're trying to pass it off like he can't kill spike because he sired him he can't kill drew he also sired yeah. drew they established we learn in, in this episode in this episode in the most fucked up way possible yeah after but we'll get there mentally torturing <laughs> her but anyway so um buffy spies on them and she's like oh no and the, she's standing behind angel and Drew, like, leans in really close and whispers to Angel so it looks like they're making out or some right. shit. Aren't vampires supposed to have super smell? Shouldn't they have been able to smell right. her a mile away? I don't know. But then it goes to opening credits. Maybe I'm thinking a different universe of vampires. I don't know. They're, dude, they're all over the map with the exact powers of the Slayer, the exact powers of the vampires. Mm-hmm. It, who fucking knows? Anyway. But they they op- go to opening credits. Opening sequence. And then we go to Giles and Miss Calendar, and they're Mm. talking about a surprise date that Miss Calendar wants to take Giles on. He has no idea what's going on. So they are dating. They are dating. Which came up last episode. We're like, what what the fuck? Um, Is Giles so insecure? And he's super, like, he's super worried about it being a date that he doesn't know where they're going. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know what to wear. (laughs) How am I going to know what to wear? Do you own anything else, Giles? Well, no. Oh, and then fucking Miss Calendar makes the really funny double entendre. Did you get this as one of your quotes of the day? I I did not write it down. Okay. He finally agrees to let it be a surprise what they're doing. And he's like, very well. I put myself in your hands. And Miss Calendar says, sounds like fun. (laughs) Oh! Yep. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. I yeah. Have a, I have a question here, Making though. it sexy right out of the gate. I yeah. have a question here, though, about Giles, his character. And why wouldn't he, as a character, be more adventurous? He slays vampires for a living. Maybe he's trying to settle down. Maybe he's had I, too much excitement. Okay, maybe. But maybe he's like, got PS, PTSD. He plays off as some very anxious individual, but yeah, he's, it doesn't fit. As Ethan said in the last episode, oh, they think you're some sniveling little tweed-clad prat or some shit like that. Yeah. And he certainly does play that part, but we know he's got right. some mad confidence and mad skills and, in there. Yeah, and it, like I don't... is Does he think everyone's a rube? Like, is he playing everyone? I don't know. And to what extent? I don't know. 
It brings some interesting questions. I think he might just be a more poorly written character than we like to believe. Yeah, that's possible. Like, they just happened to hire the exact right person to give three dimensions to that character. Yeah, you know what? And he he's an amazing amazing enough actor to pull it off. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 tracks. That tracks. Yeah. So anyway, Buffy comes up and is talking to Giles about last night. She lies to him and says it's uneventful. And he's like, well, maybe you need to take a night off. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. He's right. Like, maybe you need to take a night. For the first time ever. In the whole Giles series. is fucking reasonable. Yeah. We're almost halfway like, through season fucking two. I maybe need to take care of my slayers. <laughs> she get herself killed. <laughs> The first fucking time he's like, no, you you need to go back out there and work, 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 work. Well, you know, I mean, most jobs won't even give you a week off until you've worked <laughs> for them full time for at least a year. Right. But like, like he's actually being super fucking reasonable. Yeah. About fucking time. Cool. So classroom, we cut to the classroom. Yep. Uh, and Cordy. <laughs> fucking Cordy. <laughs> oh, Buffy and Willow are passing notes in class. Oh, the days before texting. <laughs> well, a lot of teachers would take away your phone in high school classes nowadays anyway, unless they're too lazy. So I got a quote of the day from Cordelia here. Um, she's oh, talking about Marie Antoinette. Yep. She's she like, sympathizes so hard with Marie way Antoinette. Way too hard. She's like, she worked really hard to look that good. And people just don't appreciate that kind of effort. <laughs> she cared about them. She was going to let them have cake. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you're just as out of touch with the people as Marie Antoinette was. Right. That's special. Oh, man. That's cute. It's good. It's good. <laughs> and that's it. That's all we see of Cordy is and, that scene. That's oh, you're it. right. She's not in the rest of the episode. Xander's face was priceless. <laughs> he, was, he was literally staring at her the whole time she's <laughs> just talking. Wasn't even trying to cover it up. <laughs> Cordelia was oblivious. Classic Cordy. They do an interesting thing here with the conversation uh, between Buffy and Willow because they're passing back and forth the notes about Drew. Yeah. And the last note you see is Willow saying maybe she's a vampire. Yeah. And they cut to them walking out of the class and they're continuing the conversation like there was no break whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting little, I don't know, trick to me. Where you're reading the conversation, then all of a sudden the conversation continues in spoken. Yeah, that was that was and fun. That was, that I, was I had to turn that back a couple times, honestly, mostly because I wanted to get the Marie Antoinette quotes from Cordy, but also and Willow, 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 <laughs> you suck at this point at this moment, Willow, because obviously Buffy doesn't want to bring up Angel bullshit. Buffy was trying to hide the situation from Xander because she knew how he would react. And guess what? He did. He reacted that That's way. That's how he reacted. Yeah, he's extraordinarily predictable. He says, oh, well, if uh, Angel's acting out, I write out, down his actual quote, but if he's acting out, you know that gives me a happy. Oh, uh, yeah. I... Uh, I am tired of Xander and his happies. Yeah. We're, we're, Xander doesn't need any more happies. We're also over Xander's fucking happies. Okay. Yes. <laughs> like, I was I was happy to meet Ford in the first couple of scenes he was in. But, no, the very first moment we meet Ford, Xander's response is basically wanting to whip it out in compare sizes. Yeah. Immediately. Mm-hmm. Do you have to have a pissing contest with every other fucking male ever, Yeah, Xander? You already lost her to Angel. Like, right? You're lucky you haven't lost her as a friend yet. For fuck's sake, he even, un like, he understands that he lost her to Angel and accepts that, but doesn't want her to be with Angel, but then doesn't want her to... What the fuck? Yeah, and so not only is he drooling over the news that Angel is allegedly cheating on Buffy, um... Yep. <laughs> but now we get to deal with him being pissy about Ford, too. This could either be another really bad, nice guy Xander alert, or this could actually be really fucking good. It kind of fizzled out and was neither. Yeah, they took it nowhere. In a Thank fucking God they yeah, took it seriously. nowhere. Yeah, seriously. Dig this. Dig this. Sorry you had to wait. Sorry. 
desire, beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. And water. Usual. Oh, yeah. I hit him. With what? A desk. But Ford actually started off seeming like a pretty reasonable human yeah. being. He had manners. He seemed to have self-respect. Uh, he wasn't drooling all over Buffy. She seemed to respect him as a human being. Yeah. Um, and like they they've known each other since fifth grade. Uh, there was a funny bit here because uh, apparently Buffy wanted to date him in fifth grade and <laughs> he said no because he was a, a great ahead of her. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't so much that he said no so much as she said he wouldn't give her the time of day. Right. And <laughs> so the funny bit here where she's talking about how he wouldn't give her the time of day and she stayed up all night in her room listening to the div- the divinals song i touch myself yeah and her delivery of this line is amazing because there's a pause and then she's like i didn't know what it meant <laughs> <laughs> so we get a pretty funny moment later based on that um like even with all of xander's obnoxious nice guyness yep uh, i still enjoyed his line Ford even has the manners to give the obligatory line. So if you guys already have plans, you know, would I be imposing? And actually seems to mean it. Yep. Which is fucking special in and of itself. And then Xander's like, only in the literal sense, which, you know, I'm sorry, that's funny. It is. Funny is funny. It is. And then just as Ford and Buffy leave, because Buffy's going to take him to registration or some shit. Yeah. And... <laughs> what kind of high school has a registration office? Yeah, I have no idea. This place operates way more like a community college. It does. Uh, I mean, they're all twenty anyway. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the moment where uh, when we were recording and I started laughing and you knew where I was for once. Oh, you mean when we were taking or, notes? Yeah, when we were ta- when we were watching the episodes, I started laughing. Because I, did you write down what exactly what Willow says? I got here? the last part of what Xander said. He said. Uh, doesn't she know any fat guys? And Willow's like, oh, that's what that song is about. I'm like, oh, my God, Willow. It's like, Willow, that's the lines, the line is literally, when I think about you, I touch myself, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you want to talk about a, a song giving you the happies. <laughs> like, you guys, this song's totally giving me the happies. Right in my ghoulies. <laughs> I'm talking downstairs, you guys. Like. shaggy. Oh, God. <laughs> Whatever you do, shaggy, don't involve peanut butter. <laughs> Shaggy's a stoner. <laughs> All I'm saying is Scooby and Shaggy have a weird relationship. Oh, God. He is the kind of douchebag that would try that. (laughs) Poor dog. Ew. There's the real Scooby snack. (laughs) (laughs) And for once, I took it to the dirty place. You're fired. Why you gotta take this to a sexy place, Rex? <laughs> you know, I thought you seemed to have so much fun doing it. I wanted to try it for once. <laughs> it feels good, doesn't it? It does. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> no wonder you do it all the time. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> and then we cut to... You fucking savage. <laughs> <laughs> then we cut to the bronze. <laughs> Da bronze. Da bronze. And I don't know about you, but the lighting seemed very different at the bronze this time. It seemed much brighter and, you know, lit. Sure. (laughs) I wasn't paying any attention to the lighting. (laughs) I mean, I noticed some way too extra shadowy lighting later, but didn't notice any bronze lighting differences. But for some reason, Ford... Xander and Willow are at a pool table when Buffy shows up. Uh-huh. Why yep. Buffy didn't go there with Ford? 
don't know. Apparently they they ran into Ford and the three of them wanted to hang out. Yeah. Also, back off, guys. You need a little more space than that to play pool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They were all really crowded around there. Yeah. Also, not very good at pool by what I saw. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, the. And of course, Angel's there. And of course he's there. I swear. <laughs> he lives in the rafters in that place. Just hangs well, from them like a as bat. We, we established way before he lives super close. I, so they I didn't mean, show us where his apartment is. His apartment could be in that building for all maybe we it know. Is. I, we know it's underground. Maybe it's underneath. Maybe he's like the he's like the Phantom of the Opera. He's the <laughs> vampire of the bronze. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There's the spinoff series. They should have taken it that way. I Tooken. Yes. Tooken. Yes. They should have taken it they that way. They should have J.R.R. Tooken. <laughs> Fuck you. So <laughs> So they're at the bronze. <laughs> and Buffy uh she even outright uh okay. Use your words, Rex. Angel and Buffy. You two fuckers really need to understand what a fucking relationship means and how healthy communication (laughs) works. How are you two not fucking talking to each other? Right. They don't say shit to each other that is remotely informative up until like two thirds through the goddamn episode. Well, and then, yeah. Yeah. She asks Angel what he did all night. He lies and says he was home. Okay, yeah, this is the spot where he lies, where the initial lie happens. He lies about having met with Drusilla. Yep. Which there was nothing to fucking lie about. Yeah, why the fuck, Angel? Aren't you just being like, hey. Even if he has an ulterior motive, still, the better way to handle that would be like, I'm trying to get rid of Drusilla and Spike. Yeah. Or or be like, yeah, I was I was out fucking walking around last night. Nothing really happened. I ran into this vampire chick that I happened to sire. And we had words. But more importantly, as soon as he lies, why does she not fucking call him out on that shit? Yeah. What the fuck? You two are in a relationship, apparently. Well, I mean, so um, Ford had a fun quote here. Buffy was getting pissy because he was telling stories about when they were in school together. Yep. And he was like, you can't touch me, Summers. I know all your darkest secrets. And Xander's like, care to make a small wager on that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you know what? Xander, you'd have lost. At, right? And you so, lost. And so Buffy <laughs> says, I'm going to get a drink. Ford, try not to talk. And so I'm like, wait just a goddamn second. <laughs> she, Why couldn't she have said something like that to Xander forever ago? Right. She's already trying to shut this guy up. He's not the one that uh, needs to be shut no, up most Xander, of the time. Xander just needs a ball gag. <laughs> right? Anyway. Hey, got your steak. Steak. Hey, got your steak. Buffy yeah. is obviously upset about Angel, so and Buffy... Angel's Angel's already feeling insecure about Ford. Oh God! And so <laughs> uh, Buffy and Ford leave the Bronze to go for a walk. Yeah, the insecurity in this episode is fucking palpable. Oh God! It's you get so... some insecurity. You get some insecurity. Everybody gets some insecurity. Everybody insecurity for you know all. who's not insecure in this episode for once. Willow. Willow. Yeah, you're right. She is the least insecure. I'm sorry, but if Willow is the least insecure in your in your episode, <laughs> you're all doing something wrong. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> but anyway, they go for a walk and Buffy hears a vampire and tells Ford to go back and get her purse. That she and she poorly lies. Mm-hmm. And then runs around the corner to fight some vampire. And Ford, who goes five whole fucking feet away, turns around and, like, casually walks up to see Buffy killing the vampire. Yeah, I'm like, is Ford a complete twit or is he deep undercover? Turns out both. Yeah, and um, (laughs) Buffy can't lie to save her ass. No, she's terrible. Like, 
ironically woman you have been slaying vampires for years now <laughs> like you'd think you'd at least have some fucking practiced goddamn speech yeah about how to deal with when people see you slay a vampire but no the lies pointless he already knows that she's the slayer and and she doesn't immediately grill the fuck out right? of him about how he knows right what is he, wrong with her he she does tell Willow that he found out right before she got kicked out of school, but doesn't tell, like, he doesn't tell her anything about how he found out. There's no question whatsoever about how he found out that information. And what, why the fuck? Oh, he knows my deepest, darkest secret. Yeah. Why the fuck wouldn't she? Well, this like, is great. That's just such a load off. Yeah. What could possibly be wrong with that? Right. So. <laughs> And she's like, yay, this means Angel doesn't have to feel threatened and Xander can be completely justified for hating him for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Because we immediately immediately find out that he's the bad guy. And wow, shooting three for three here oh, on God. the on the suspense <laughs> and the lack thereof. Yeah. They really need to work on that. Yeah. It's probably more than three for three at this point. Oh, oh yeah. Frankly. So Ford goes to this club, which we later learn is called the Sunset Club. Was it Sunset? I thought it was the Sunshine Club. No, it was the Sunset Club. Okay. It would be even more stupid if it was the Sunshine <laughs> Club because they're vampire worshippers. Right. Yeah. No, I thought, well, And hey. there's this one nerdy fucking dude who's wearing a purple fucking cape. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, <laughs> what better cover for a, for a fake vampire coven than a really stupid opposite name anyway yeah that stupid ass fucking cape well i mean the whole thing's fucking stupid there's one guy that's just hanging out in a upright coffin and what the fuck was the the whole purpose of the scene where ford is like mouthing the words to a fucking movie that's playing over his shoulder establishing that he's just a vampire geek and he wants to be a real vampire that's all i don't know I don't like I don't like Ford's character, especially past this point. Yeah, whatever. It's still monster of the week. Yeah. He's just, you know, a different kind he's not a literal monster, but he's still a monster. Yeah. Yeah, I I suppose you're right. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Because whatever, we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. Um then we go to Willow's room. <laughs> yes, yes we do. And Willow is wearing fucking bunny slippers and a long t-shirt like thing. It looked like a t-shirt, but it was like nightgown. I totally missed the bunny slippers. Now I'm sad. Really? How did you miss the bunny slippers? I, you know, <laughs> you were paying attention to other things. I, you? I wasn't looking at the slippers. Oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> I, all I want to say is women out there just just wearing a t-shirt like that. It's the best lingerie that's, you can. The best fine, long t-shirt and socks. Best lingerie you could possibly have. You don't have to try too hard. That's no. all we're saying. No, we are easy to please. Very much so. So, but no, Angel shows up. He does, and she has a fucking deck. To yeah, her room. she has <laughs> a fucking a balcony. Separate entrance into her bedroom from the hallway. And she invites Angel in, and he's super jealous of Ford and wants her to fucking Google him and look up information about him. Was I the only one that really wanted Angel and Willow to hook up all of a sudden? Yeah, kind of. Like, I was the only one, or you also wanted that? I kind of agree. All right, just checking. Willow actually makes a fucking joke about that later, too. Oh, yeah, she does. But Uh, I I wrote down... We'll get to that. I wrote down uh, one of Angel's lines here for my quote of the day. I think I got the same one. You Um, go ahead. She's basically, you know, saying, oh, are you jealous? That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And he says, 100 years, hanging out, feeling guilty, really honed my brooding skills. And then she comes along. (laughs) And I loved this bit because it really just... It actually made his character make more sense as to why he is this quiet, brooding, tortured figure is because he fucking spent a hundred goddamn years doing nothing but. Yeah, that one line really kind of fleshed out his character more than everything else he's said or done this yeah. entire show. And then he he says, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm kind of a bit jealous. Mm-hmm. And... 
Like he, this is the first moment that he truly feels three dimensional and like an actual character with feelings and thoughts and actually is worried because, and as he explains to Willow, his instincts are screaming that something's up with Ford. Yeah. And he's not wrong. He's not. And so he's there to have her look something up on the net. Isn't that so quaint, the way they always call yep. it? The net. The net. Nobody calls it the net. It was like, oh, that's the cool, kitschy, hip way to say I mean, it. The that's... net. We're surfing the net. I mean, you watch hackers, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> that's what the internet is, right? I need to rewatch that, though. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Look at all us cool, hip, attractive kids doing computery stuff. My favorite part with this whole scene, though, with Willow is uh, Willow immediately finds something up with Ford, and that is that he is not remotely enrolled in school. I I got her line on that. She's like, shoot. (laughs) As long as there's nothing weird about, oh, that's weird. Yep. (laughs) The second she looks up Ford. Takes her less than a minute. Not even. Like 15 seconds. She obviously had that fucking uh, page for her school bookmarked for fuck's sake. Right? I'm like, that's really smart that that's the first thing she looked up to. Yeah. And she knows her shit, man. Yeah. She knows her shit. but So she found out that he's not even registered at Sunnydale High like he claimed to be. Even though Buffy walked him to the registration office. He must be really good at lying. Like, also, students don't have to register themselves in high school. That's It was his dad's job. Their parents do that. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway. Hold that thought while I open my other beer. Sure. Very nice. Beautiful. I, I've had better. Well, we've all had better. <laughs> so but the last bit in this scene, though, is Willow or Angel says, hey, don't tell Buffy about it until yeah. we know something. And Willow's like, what? But, but I, I have but, I have to I have to conceal but, and lie. Yeah. And I knew that and wasn't going to go well. Scene, the next scene is just so good. And, and thusly, it does not go well. <laughs> no. Surprise. But Buffy. <laughs> Are you Buffy drinking coffee, coffee again? <laughs> and she's like, ah, it makes me so jittery. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Honestly, that was a good cover. No, that's, that worked. Way to work with your strengths. Yeah. <laughs> Just own it. Own it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. And that's like five fucking seconds of the day that they're at the school during the day. And then all of a sudden they're. It cuts to nighttime, and they're at Buffy and Ford are walking around the school. So there's this scene with Giles where he finds out that Ford knows about Buffy being the Slayer, and he's oh right, I forgot about this. Yeah, very rightfully concerned about that. <laughs> he specifically is like, "Oh, you didn't tell him because you're trying to impress him, are you?" Oh my God, Giles, that's the one of the dumbest things you have said yet. Is it though? I mean, at least he's seeking reasons that he knows she's the Slayer, which is more than Buffy did. You know, I didn't I didn't even think about it that way. <laughs> okay, I give I give Giles a little bit more credit here. There we go. But still, that was he's not giving Buffy quite enough credit there. Yeah. You're right. You're right about that. But he's still trying to rationalize right. how the fuck he knows this and still doesn't get a good answer. No, no, he really doesn't. And he's visibly confused. So then it cuts to outside the school at night. Yep. So they see some vampires mm-hmm. and they they chase after them. Buffy, they separate. Yeah, I wasn't entirely sure For that they were vampires. fuck's sake, Buffy, why are you trusting this newbie all of a sudden to take out a vampire on his fucking own? Yeah, he brought his own stake, though. Uh, so? <laughs> She doesn't trust. She tr- doesn't trust Xander to fucking handle a vampire on his own. She gave him a, a cross though. Ugh. So still, <laughs> they end up separating. Buffy fights one vampire, and we get this bit where Ford like 
has the other vampire pinned down and well, is like, tell me what you what you know and I'll let you live. But they they do this really shitty fake out where uh, he claims that he killed the vamp. Obviously, they can't let that tension go on. Yeah. They immediately, the very next scene, destroy that tension. <sighs> um, because we're, you mean in the library? Yeah. Yeah. So we're in the library. Buffy calls up Giles. He had established earlier that uh, he gave Buffy uh, Miss Calendar's beeper number uh, because cell phones didn't oh, exist yet. I'm it's- sorry. We jumped ahead. We Because uh, after he doesn't kill the vamp, Angel and Willow and Xander go to the Sunset Club. Oh, yeah, you're right. Willow explains is that this is the only address they have for for Ford. Mm-hmm. Like, his dad doesn't even fucking live in Sunnydale, apparently. Yeah. But uh, Angel is expressing concern about the situation. Xander says, I'm going to have to go with Dead Boy on this one. Well, so Angel says, he leaves no paper trail. That's incriminating enough. And I'm like, actually, no, lack of evidence is not evidence of anything. But right. Xander's, yeah, then Xander says, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Dead Boy on this one. <laughs> and he goes, can you just not call me that? You know, I, I feel like these two could actually have a really fun friendship. They, Dude, they would make such a good buddy cop <laughs> yeah, film. They would. <laughs> um, the few interactions we've seen them have... This whole the um, whole delivery on this line says that this is a conversation they've had before, right? <laughs> Xander obviously calls him Dead Boy all the time, and, and he just deals with it. And from the episode <laughs> Reptile Boy, um, when he's like calls him a freak outright, and he's like, "Oh, right. what's up, dude?" Yeah, and then <laughs> it's exactly like that moment again. And then in that same episode, he's like, "Oh." That's how you want to party, I guess. And then later is like, that's how we party. <laughs> because, yeah. you know. No, that's a guy you want to party with. Yeah, that's Anyway, it. stick on this episode. Let's stay on right, this episode. But the, point, the point is, the rapport that we're getting here between Xander and Angel, I want to see more of this. I do want to see more of this. But we happen to know that, spoiler alert, yeah. Angel gets his own show. And we probably don't see all that much more of this. That's not for another season and a half, though. Yeah, so there's more opportunity. Anyway. They they get into the Sunset Club, and I just have to say, really? they get into the Sunset Club solely because they're like, we're friends of Ford. What kind of fucking secret cl- club does not have a fucking password? Yeah, at least. What the hell? It just... it. It angers me. And then they're like super welcomed by everybody. They're like, oh, at least you're open to the idea. I try to avoid going on and on about the very straightforward plot holes because it gets boring talking about the straightforward plot holes. Hmm. But it irks me when writers of TV shows will leave something like this so blatant. Yeah. It, it shows lack of any sense of reality there's no good reason they should have gotten in that easily no No. fucking reason no good reason at all and making it a little more difficult to get in could add extra suspense and interest into the situation but no they just they want them in there because they want them in there i guess then why show the fucking door like they did or something i get uh, just oh they could have done better they they do this shit and they could do better pisses me off yeah Better being pissed on, Rex. Yes. Well, don't knock it till you try it. You fucking perv. I'm. You make me sick. Hey, don't kink shame. Some. <laughs> don't kink shame. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost sorry. Do not shame people for the weird, weird shit that they're into. I'm sorry, everybody. You can have all the golden showers you like. Yeah, that's my bad. I personally think it's disgusting, but hey, you know, to each their own. Stop kink shaming, Rex. I wasn't kink shaming. You make me sick. You make me sick. I have to look at your face. And that's not a it's not a kink. That's just a yeah. Insert face joke here. <laughs> yes, Rex. Anyway, so they're in this this club and it's oh, it's bad. The 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 blonde chick, I wish they gave us her name. I just wrote, did you know? Did girl. you know anyone like this in high school? I knew people like this in high school who like worshipped the, the, the <laughs> like weird darkness. I'm a Wiccan, and you know she, what? She calls the vampires the lonely, the ones. lonely ones. Well, that's obviously something something she got from the club. But what really bugged me was her argument that she's like, you should really just be open to the idea that some people's opposing viewpoints are valid. Ugh. 
I'm sorry, but if your viewpoint is these demonic, blood-sucking murderers are fine people, and yes, I chose fine people for a fucking reason. Fine people on both sides, Rex. Yes. Fine. But there, there is... Fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Yep. It's hard for me to say anything cool or, or witty or at all. I, I can usually make a few vowel sounds and then I have to go away. I don't mean to interrupt your downward mobility. Yeah. You're the Slayer and we're like the Slayerettes. Oh, please. There is a funny bit here because... Uh, Angel's just outright rude to these people, as he Good. should be. Good. But and they're like, oh, no, you Xander's can't be Xander's like, maybe you shouldn't be so rude. You can't be rude to them, Angel. <laughs> Why are you being rude to them? And he's like, oh, I'm fucking done with this. And he's like, well, they they don't know anything about vampires. They don't know how they act. <laughs> they don't know how they dress. And then just as he says they don't know how they dress, a dude walks up behind him wearing the exact same fucking outfit. Yes. I mean, he had long hair though so yeah yeah angel definitely wore it better not gonna lie i do want to say though that the the shirt and jacket combination that angel had on screamed malcolm reynolds eh. i i'm a firefly fan okay if firefly had been longer this would have been a firefly podcast help me out who's malcolm reynolds the oh mal Captain Mal. It's Mal. Okay. Christ, Josh. I've only seen it once, and frankly, I didn't care. Ugh, we, we're we done. The, the, this podcast is now done. Fuck you. We're done. This has been Beer with Stop Buffy. Stop the recording. <laughs> I'm Josh. I'm Rex, and fuck you for not Go liking fuck yourself. So in the next scene, <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the library. Miss <laughs> Calendar <laughs> took Giles to monster trucks? Monster trucks. Her excuse, I guess, is to try something new, but for fuck's sake. Oh, wait, just real quick. so Understand that, your audience. Yeah, just when they're leaving the club, they're talking way too loudly oh, yeah. about knowing Ford and him hanging out with the Slayer. Yeah, they are. So, yeah, monster trucks. <laughs> what the fuck? And then Buffy finds a picture of Drusilla. This is the moment where they find out that Ford lied because the vampire that he did not kill was in the library this whole time and... Steals a book. Was she in the library the whole time? or I, She was in Giles' office. Okay, that makes sense because that's where she got the book from. Yeah. Uh, Giles is like, uh, well, we'll have to do some research on that. And, and oh shit, there goes the book <laughs> he, he was going to research. And then she's she's like, oh, that was the vampire that Ford said that he killed. Ah. Uh, oh, he's lying. Yeah. So, the plot thickens again! This is, from this moment on, I do want to say it's nice because Buffy has one up on Ford from this point on. Because Ford does not know that Buffy knows he lied. (laughs) But you don't know that I know that you know that she knows that they lied about me lying and that I know that you... Exactly. Also, so anyway, Cal, uh, Miss Calendar had a fun catty line. She said, yes. <laughs> she said, at least someone in this school is reading. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And you know what? All the faith. I like that they carry on with this of like, they have a written in reasoning behind why nobody is ever in the fucking <laughs> right. Yeah. I just got to keep reinforcing that. Put. We go from here to Spike's lair and the creepiest oh, shit, Drew. This was fun. Oh, my God. You used to <laughs> sing the sweetest little song. Why don't you sing for me? Don't you love me anymore? The bird's dre- the bird is dead, <laughs> the Drew. The bird's dead, Drew. You left it in a cage and you didn't feed it and now it's all dead, just like the last one. <laughs> <laughs> she gets all mopey and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. We'll get you a new bird. Uh, <laughs> epic. Epic, uh, epic, epic. These are the moments that keep you coming back. Um, So even fucking Spike's grilling Drew about her meeting with Angel. Yeah. Even Spike gets insecure this episode. Hold on, though. I I have a question here because he I, he knows that she went out. Yeah. Alone. She's worried. And she knows that he knows that she met with Angel. Yeah. Like that they had, they were talking. Did he have her followed? Well, no, I think it briefly somehow implied that one of the minion bullshit vampires from the coven 
um, followed her or something. I don't think I he necessarily. Guess. I don't think he had her followed. I think he heard it from the grapevine. Basically, there's other vampires. I wrote Spike is jealous, but I my handwriting when I wrote jealous was really bad. I, that is not look. That does not look like the word jealous at all. You get some insecurity. You get some insecurity. <laughs> Spike gets some insecurity. Everyone is insecure. <laughs> And ironically, <laughs> only moments later, Ford comes in and he's like, the security around here is terrible <laughs> because there's no security um, on the emotions or the door locks. Ford is really fucking lucky here. Though. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he's not lucky. He's just getting completely played. No, he's lucky in the in the grounds that Drew stops Spike from just outright killing him. Yeah. Which I don't understand why she does. That's literally the only reason he survives this, because Ford's like, you you gotta say you have 30 seconds to tell me why you're here. <laughs> that's, that's the traditional response. Spike actually played along for a second. And, and Spike goes, I don't go for traditional. No. <laughs> and grabs a hold of him. Drew stops him. And so he lets Ford go. Ford still makes him fucking say the goddamn line. Yeah. It's, and you it's could, really obnoxious. Like, if there was any moment where you could tell Spike really wanted to murder the fuck out of him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so he asks to be turned into a vampire and Spike's like, I've only known you for two minutes and I can't stun you. I don't feature you living forever. <laughs> it's such a good line. So... <laughs> Spike's actually kind of interested because he might have a shot at Buffy, at killing Buffy. Yep. So we cut to Buffy's house. Angel tells Buffy about Drew and Ford being a dickbag. Yep. Finally, like, they actually clear a lot of fucking air between them. There's a there's a line here, brings up the, the relationship angle again. Buffy says to Angel, I love you, but I don't trust you. This whole concept sticks with me because you cannot be in love with somebody and love them without trusting them. Sure. Love requires trust yeah. for fuck's sake. If you can't trust somebody, you should not love them. Yeah, that's... Mm, no, I thought the exact same thing. Preach it. But Angel actually approaches this the right way. He fucking finally comes clean. He explains that he was obsessed with Drew and fucking drove her insane with mental torture. Mm-hmm. And then right in the day after she takes her fucking vows to be a nun, he turns her into a vampire. That's a special kind of fucked up. <laughs> that is one yeah. fucked up siring. It'd be pretty rough living with those memories, definitely. Even though yeah. they, even though he didn't do it, it, what, it looked like him. It was in his body. Right. So, and he does remember doing it. Yeah. Dig this. Dig this. Sire has a wind. Sire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. And water. Usual. Oh, yeah. I hit him. With what? A desk. And then the, the next scene. Buffy's oh. pissed. Right. Angel, Angel explains that Ford is a vampire worshiper. Yeah. And thank you, Buffy, for just legitimately believing him. Yeah, yeah, we didn't need to drag that out anymore. But the next, the next scene, they Michael Bay the fuck out of the next scene. Did you notice this? The camera in the next scene, when she she walks up to Ford outside the school, oh, the camera never stops moving. It never st- Well, it kept doing this rotating around thing, and I thought it really it did its job of showing the tension. In the moment, because... It was a little much, though. I I thought it did its job. I thought it was tastefully done. You're a bad man, Rex. That's possible. <laughs> but I, I call it Michael Baying, because Michael Bay refuses to have a, a camera that isn't moving. Right? Because Ford is like, hey, let's meet tonight. And he yeah. and he's like, she yeah. goes, okay, we'll do that. Yeah. And she so it's after- obviously sees right through his shit. So Buffy has this little moment with Xander and Willow. Yep. <laughs> She's obviously super pissed because everybody went behind her back. But, you know, I mean, and she kind of understands, but she doesn't. Anyway, I just thought it was funny that Xander was like, Angel was in your bedroom. <laughs> Ours is a forbidden love. 
<laughs> yes, Willow. Yes. Her delivery is fucking perfect. She doesn't miss a beat, and it's just it's just spot on. It, I think it was fucking exactly what on. Xander needed to fucking hear, too. Yes. It's like, that's yes. right. And you know what? Eat it. In my head canon, she doesn't explain any further. <laughs> she just lets him go on thinking that she boned Angel. <laughs> yep. Good enough for me. So the next scene is... The Sunshine Club? The, the Sunset Club. I'm going to call it the Sunshine Club. <laughs> it's a trap! <laughs> it's a trap! I wrote that too. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So... It's a trap! Yep. Yeah. Ford is talking about how he... They, he comes in and he's like, oh, everything's set. We're going to be turning turn into vampires tonight. Buffy follows him into the uh, into the club. Hook, hook, line, and sinker. They close the special door behind them to lock everybody in. They're like, oh, we're going to drink the Kool-Aid later tonight. That's, yep. that's nice. All right. She has a really great line here. Uh, she says, what I see is that... R- Right after the sun goes down, Spike and all his friends are going to be pigging out at the all-you-can-eat moron bar. Yep. <laughs> this is the fucking friend of Ford oh, in the stupid fucking cape. It's like, I think we should gag her. Buffy's like, I think you should try. <laughs> yes. She's a non-believer. She taints us. Oh, nice response, asshat. And then we find out. That the reason that Ford wants to become a vampire is he has a brain tumor. Ha! Hold on. Quote of the day. Shoot. Buffy's yelling at Ford's friend. (laughs) Your only hope of survival is to get out of this pit right now. And my God, could you have a dorkier outfit? (laughs) I got to back her up, D. You look like a big ninny. (laughs) (laughs) And he does. Yeah. He's wearing a floofy shirt. (laughs) <laughs> oh it was it was really dumb no one chooses to wear a floofy shirt it was so dumb so yeah we find out so spikes rallying the troops and while we're waiting for them to show up yep. we find out that oh no ford has a brain tumor you're still a murdering tumor. a bunch of people so that you it, can live forever it is a it's not a tumor. It, it is a tumor. It is a tumor, though. <laughs> it is a tumor. <laughs> For, I have something to tell you. It, it is a tumor. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Spike promises Drusilla a special treat. Yep. Which um, is fun. The door was rigged so that it could only be opened from the outside, so Spike and his gang show up. They break in. Buffy uses Drew as bait. Her line here is... Not not bait, but hostage. Yep. Her line here is fantastic. She says to Spike, let everyone out or your girlfriend fits in an ashtray. Yeah. (laughs) I liked that. I liked that. Great line. Good line. That is a great superhero one-liner. It was very, very nice. And the plan works. Spike lets everyone go except Ford. Ford was fighting with Buffy, and Buffy knocked his ass to the floor. Oh, and she's like, and if the vamps come in and feed, I'm going to kill you myself. And I was like, why are you waiting? Right? Just fucking kill him now. I don't know why she didn't start fucking swinging like a claustrophobic the second they locked that door. Maybe, like, okay, maybe, maybe she thought that he knew some way out right and was trying to like get that yeah, out of him but maybe. no there is no, no way out he's crazy they're all crazy but all everyone but ford gets out of the basement and you're the worst emo kids ever the worst emo kids <laughs> uh buffy exits the basement and closes the door behind her and spike I- steps up to the door he's like Where's the door handle? Where's the knob? <laughs> that was great. And I didn't realize she uh, locked Ford in there behind her. Yep. Well, she had knocked him out earlier. Yeah. And then so he they got, was still in there. So they got everybody else out. Didn't realize she left Ford, though. And Ford says to Spike, you know, I kept up my end of the deal. It's not my fault you couldn't keep her here. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. And Spike goes along with it. Yeah. Spike holds his end of the deal. Oh, that look on his face was fucking devilish, though. He was so pissed. Sorry, 
to step back to the main interaction between Spike and Buffy when Buffy had a hold of Drew. Sure. We got a really good close-up look of Spike's face. Mm-hmm. Do you recall this? Mm-hmm. And it really, like, this was, obviously we'd seen his makeup done before. But this is the moment where, like, it, like what is it? About James Marster's face and the makeup that they they made him for his vamp look, that works so much better than everyone else. I think you're just imagining caressing his magical I, lips with yours. I might have a man crush on James Marsters. I nobody can blame you, right? I'm not blaming He's you. He's a pretty man. <laughs> He's a very pretty man. <laughs> Much like myself, if I do. But yeah, say so. Spike holds Spike holds up his end of the bargain. I'm impressed. Like he could have just snapped his neck and been done with it. Yeah. Well, dude, the fucking look on his face. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, you'll get what you want." He knew. He knew exactly how it would play out. But you're going to get fucked either way, kid. Yep. Yeah. Because how it plays out is. Buffy comes back the next day. Cut to the graveyard. Yep. Finds Ford dead and Ford gets buried and they're at the graveyard. She's having a nice warm, fuzzy conversation with Giles. Yep. She's explaining how upset she is and everything. And he says, that's called growing up. I'd like to stop doing that now. Okay. (laughs) I know that feeling. Mm, Right. And then this is what in the moment where it pays off. We know that Ford actually got turned into a vampire because he pops out of the grave. Yeah. I was like, hey, he did get turned. And she spikes him. And the last bit here. She staked him. Sorry. She stakes him. We don't want any confusion with the great James Marsters. Yes. She stakes him. I'm going to be leaving him another voicemail, um, letting him know that I'm sorry that you've disgraced <laughs> him. So Giles says to to Buffy, "Well, I don't know what you want to t- want me to tell you." And she says, "Lie to me." <laughs> and so he does. And the oh, la- she says, "Lie to me." Yep, she says, "Lie to me." I was imagining Giles saying it for some nope. reason. Anyway. And his whole diatribe here is just hilarious because he's like, "And the bad guys always win, and <laughs> nobody ever dies." And <laughs> and the last line is, "You're such a liar." <laughs> <laughs> It was, a, wa- it was a fun moment. It was a fun moment. It was a beautiful I'm moment. I'm actually really annoyed that Ford died. I think they should have kept him alive, or as a vampire. Like, he should have, like, been turned into a vampire and come back later. Yeah. As a vampire. Yeah, they could have done that. That would have I been interesting. I think that would have been a great... Because then, then we have a vampire that shows up later that there's a backstory. Right. Behind him. Instead of another random crony. Exactly. Whatever. I think that would have been fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Because the the anguish and turmoil between the two of them when Buffy finds out that, you know, he has a brain tumor and everything is really well done. Mm-hmm. And the, the anger that she, she expresses is really well done. It, and I think they could have paid that off on a whole nother episode. But they didn't. They didn't. They just killed him. Oh, well. Gerarg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. strength. Give, 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 give me more! Nights, I shall give, walk give, in here. Hold on. You've got something here. Huh? So, Josh, did you like the episode? I've had better. Yeah. I've had worse. Yeah. <laughs> I've had better. Definitely we've had worse. There were some really bad moments in the beginning of this episode, but it panned out well, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, there were some fun moments. There were some good lines. It was more quotable. Yeah. Definitely more quotable than the last few episodes. Yeah, definitely. So, what's your quote of the day? Well. <laughs> uh no, I'm not choosing that one. Very well, I put myself in your hands. Sounds like fun. <laughs> Hand job. Anybody? Nobody? Uh, so not not that one, though. This is Willow's quote, but it's wrapped up with a Xander line. So Xander right. says, Angel was in your bedroom? Ours is a forbidden love. It's such a good line. There it is. That's my quote of the day. I, I have to go with 
the great superhero one-liner of the episode, which is, let everyone out or your girlfriend fits in an ashtray. Nice. It's it's exactly the quip that you want from the hero. Yeah. It, oh, it, the delivery is perfect. Absolutely. Cool. I like that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. And your apartment's okay, Rex. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It needs more shit. Yeah. Like furniture. Start smearing, buddy. <laughs> Not that kind of shit. We can invite the neighbors over. <laughs> Let's all oh. smear some poo on the walls together. <laughs> so this has been Beer with Buffy. Come on, Drew. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Subscribe, like, share, find us on iTunes, give us a review. Special shout out and thanks to Ben Alexander for the music in this episode and every episode. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Have a good night. Did I forget anything? I forgot to buy Drew a new bird. done why are we watching this <laughs>